It's time to raise the roof for our 79th episode. Welcome back, everyone, to this brand new episode of Raise the Roof. Uh, we have a jam-packed episode. Uh, we're going to obviously recap the Philly series. I happen to go to both games. It was nerve-wracking, but it was also amazing. Um, I'm sure I'll talk about that. Uh, we have a weekend series in Baltimore to talk about coming up. We also have a special guest who I'm going to introduce in just a second. Everyone is here, so me, Bree, Evan, and Gibby, we're all here, plus our special guest who... I'm, I'm, I'm letting this thing roll out more and more so that it can be more of a bigger drum roll. But uh, if you guys want to, I guess, um, follow what we're doing here at Raise the Roof, social media, Raise the Roof TV, uh, our Twitch, uh, Raise the Roof Twitch, our YouTube, Raise the Roof website, RaiseTheRoofTV.com. It's actually, we just redid it. Looks much better now. So um, check that out when you get the chance. And this podcast, just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, subscribe, share and uh, leave us a good review. With that being said, let's introduce our special guest. He was the former Rays beat reporter for WDAE, currently uh, runs St. Pete 9, also the Under the Orange Roof podcast. Make sure that you follow and read all of his stuff. I'm sure you know him, very, very prominent within the Rays community and Tampa Bay Sports community, Steve Carney. Steve, thanks so much for coming on and taking the time. How are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, first off, you know, this being a Zoom uh, a Zoom podcast where I get to see the four of you uh, is, <laughs> is a great thing. I've done so many of these podcasts uh, over the course of the last year, and it's like, okay, you want to do this on the phone? You, I, I want to see people. You know, I'm stuck here in my, in my house in St. Petersburg. It's starting to rain. It's really nasty. And the fact that I get to see those four smiling faces back at me, uh, it, it's just a blast. I'm glad. Glad to be on with you guys. You sound like my professors. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your professors, that's Gibby. True, that's that's true. That's I true. mean, I I am in my mid forties now, so that's I've been true. I've been doing this for oh god, all just shy of fifteen years. So man, I don't think my mic picked this up, but like right when like we introduced you, there's like a lightning strike outside because it's currently pouring rain outside. Yeah, of uh, my house. Yep, and it's pouring. It's pouring rain. And in fact, I'm lifting my the blinds here. I'm in St. Petersburg. I know, Gibby, you're on the other side uh, yeah. of, of the uh, of the region in Tampa. And yeah, it is uh, as they say, coming down in buckets here. So. Oh yeah, sure. It's like so that, 90 was, that was cool. That was a cool intro. Right it was like it was like Steve Carney. <laughs> God <cool>. says no. <laughs> <laughs> well. Uh, how how is everyone else doing? Um, I know I haven't seen you guys in a bit, so. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> I, I said this. I said I said this before we started recording this. I want Gibby's voice. Can can <laughs> I can I please like I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over to your house, Gibby, and I'm gonna steal your vocal cords and I'm gonna replace <laughs> you with this with this screechy thing that I call a voice and and Dude, that'd steal. be wonderful. That'd I'd be, be like a I could turn to like a Yankees announcer then. I'd just yeah. be like <laughs> the Yankees are warming up the ballpen in there and then and then they're off and <laughs> Thanks. Know, like like Thanks. 1920s. Let's throw it back. Now you're gonna throw it back <laughs> to you're gonna be like come on to the ball, y'all. <laughs> yeah, see, exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. Come see, come see a man actually bunt a baseball and <laughs> and and enjoy a cool lucky strike. The era of flavor. the small ball, full flavor. <laughs> God, uh, Bree and Evan, how are you guys doing? Not as good as Steve and Gibby, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm great. Bree, Bree's just sitting back and enjoying the show, eating my Ritz crackers, baby. You know, <laughs> that girl. 
We love Ritz crackers. Evan? Mm, not a sponsor. Feel free. Good. Yes. <laughs> Got to uh, shut up all the Phillies fans that I have as friends. So that was awesome. I don't Including think... Alex. Just just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've all known <laughs> Alex. Is a, <laughs> Alex is a fraud race fan, actually. I'm not. He is. <laughs> I, mean, I swear. I feel bad. My friend Ellen, uh, I think, was that. I don't know if she went to to either of the Rays games uh, at Citizens Bank. I don't know if she drove down, uh, but she and her husband usually will go to Phillies games. And I was trying to convince her that she wanted to go to these Rays games to see an actual successful team play. <laughs> she, I will she, confirm it was a good time. I can I can confirm that. I, I was actually I think I was trying to. So I think I had or I had tickets for tonight's game. Uh, but I was like, I'm already pooped from the last two games and I got stuff to do around the house and they're playing the Diamondbacks. So like, they're probably going to lose because they already lost or the Phillies already got swept by the Diamondbacks. Yeah. So <laughs> wasn't really expecting the best, but yeah, let's talk about that, uh, about that race Philly series. So I was, I had a lot of flashbacks going through my head of previous race games that I've been to where they've lost, uh, uh, specifically the last Philly series in uh, in Philadelphia, which was capped off by an Odubo Herrera walk-off. I think it was a walk-off single or a double to win that game. So, like, all of that was just going through my head as I was there. And then they swept them. And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't expect that. I mean, I should have, but I, I didn't. So, uh, well, uh, I guess how was everyone – or how did everyone feel about this series? We've won, like, eight straight against them, haven't we? Because we swept them last year in both of our series, didn't we? Did they play in Philly or was it just in Tampa? I swear it was just in Tampa. Last year? Yeah, I think they just played him in Tampa maybe last we, year. Oh, maybe we just played him in Tampa. But still, we haven't lost to him in the last two years. So when was that Herrera? Um, that was 2019. It was 2015. That was, that was the last time that they were in Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's the reason why I had all this stuff going through my head because I was just like thinking about the uh, the past and How not good vibes. Last time. What World Series game did you go to again? Me? In 08. Yeah. I went to game five in 08. Oh, that was a rainy one. Yeah, oh, the rainy one. Yes, it was. It was extremely rainy. But yeah, no, it was. It's weird because obviously the way that the divisions work. I mean, you play teams every three years uh, when it comes, or like divisions every three years. But I guess the schedules just didn't line up, and the Phillies just or the Rays just haven't been to Philadelphia in six years. Yeah, I mean, I like what you said about like that you weren't expecting them to sweep, but then they they did. Um, I mean, like if you watch the first five innings of both those games it's really a toss-up like you know, you're not gonna you know you won't know but i mean the rays are just so powerful when they come through the seventh to the ninth inning that they're just able to get back into every game um i mean the two the the two games that that we just had were, were pretty similar i mean like it, it's like a it's like a 1-0 lead and then it gets into the it gets into the seventh and the rays just take it away like the offense just explodes and the bullpen just shut, shuts down the the team's off offense. I mean, they can't. It's just like a winning formula that like is just on. It's undefeated. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's, it's really it's really good. It's really it's really nice. It's not undefeated, but yeah, I, I was it's gonna say undefeated is is a little strong of a of a word, Gibby. But you're right that you know one run leads and, and even just one run games they find themselves in in good spots late because they're able to. I, I call them like they're survivors. They outwit, they outlast, and they outplay teams. And they get into the soft underbelly of bullpens, and they're able to take advantage of it. And you saw, and even last, even on on 
uh, on Wednesday, you know, you're getting a third or even a fourth shot to see Zach Wheeler. Uh, you're going to, if you're a big league ball player, you're going to make adjustments. And Francisco Mejia obviously got the biggest adjustment of all with the, with that, that three round homer. I mean, he, he got a 97, it was a 97 mile an hour fastball up in the zone, a little bit away, but it was in the middle of the plate. He was able to pull it. So I, I just thought, you know, that's, a, that's as good of an adjustment as I've seen on, on a Zach Wheeler pitch this year, because he's been so good and his command has been so good this year. That's a really good point. Um, uh, Evan and Bree, what did you guys think about the series? I, I, I do think that you guys put it like in a good way. Like we should have swept them, but yeah, I didn't really expect them a whole lot to like, we really just did take care of business. I mean, we were the better, we we're the better team. We should have swept them. We did. And yeah, Mejia seems to always, he doesn't all, like, not only that he comes through all the time in these situations, but it always seems to be him. I don't know what it is about. Like, I don't know why it's always him, but I'm thankful it is because he does always seem to come through. I think um, he's six six for eight with bases loaded or something had, like that. I mean, he had that grand slam in uh, Florida against the Blue Jays earlier this season mm-hmm. in extras. He had the three, I guess it was technically a two-run RBI double in Boston in the top of the ninth, the game that I was at. So he's he's just he just seems to always be up in the right spot, and it's awesome. It was McHugh, amazing. People M- thought we had a catcher problem ever. McHugh, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. McHugh finally gave up an earned run. That RIP to that streak. It's too bad. Great streak. April third. Yeah. Was the first. But but I mean, how about Wander? Wander, he's about like two seventy four now. I, I swear, I thought that double was going out. Like, like when he hit it, I was like, like "Oh my god, that was going." Those has he hit though? Like recently, doubles that are just like halfway up the wall that should have been gone. It's it's like I mean, he hit two in the one game against the White Sox. Yeah, I asked, I asked him about it after the game. He told me Manny Margot said, "You better get your ass in the weight room, son. <laughs> he needs, he needs, he needs another steak uh, <laughs> and, and another set of reps on the bench press in order to get those out." I mean, he. It, it's great to see that he's doing this and it's great to see that the, the veterans are picking on him <laughs> about it because uh, yeah, that's now three in the last three games that he's had. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, and Cruz looked pretty damn good at first base. I will say so. Like he, he, I that love that post game interview. He was so happy that he was playing first base. <laughs> like, like that brought me joy because I mean, I don't, he doesn't, ever play first base so the fact that he enjoyed playing first base as much as he did was was a lot of fun at least for me to see he probably won't ever play first base again in his career like World Series. he's like man i don't have to move that much this is great yeah. <laughs> it's gotta kind of go to mosey the first yeah i mean cash, cash gave him hell for going after the the ball that was a crowner to second and, and he said and i even asked him after afterwards i'm like you know was that how much fun was it and he, he was like most fun for me was going out and seeing what they actually say during a mound visit i mean that's like bull durham you know they're out there going I gotta get gotta get Sharon an anniversary <laughs> present. Oh no! What type of pizza are we getting after this game? Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it would be cheesesteaks because they're in right Philly. Now. Yeah, what cheesesteaks? Right, well, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was a it was a very exciting series. I guess towards you know towards the end of games like we've been talking about. Obviously, Wander just had another fantastic series. I think he so he passed Ken Griffey Jr.'s record for most or uh, consecutive on base streak by a guy 20 years or younger. And I think it's like the fourth longest in American league history right now, which is just insane. Like I'm like, I'm trying, trying to think of the right way, way to say this because at the start, like when he first came up, 
it took him a while to get adjusted and now he's gotten adjusted and he's setting records as he's getting adjusted. So it's kind of insane to think about, but is it something that I think we were all expecting? Maybe not to this point, but expecting this sort of production from him. I mean, I certainly did. I, I thought I, I saw Wander in spring training. I saw Wander in 2019 with the Charlotte stone crabs. Uh, and you know, he right at that point, I was like, this guy could play in the big leagues right now. And, and, you know, I, there were some things that I didn't like about his play when he was in, when he was in single a, you saw one of them creep up and smack him in the face uh, in the, in the white Sox series. I hate that, you know, it seems like he still likes to go to the backhand for a lot of a lot of plays that he probably should be getting in front of the ball just to 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 make an easier play defensively. But he likes making the backhand play, uh, especially if he's going to his right. Um, but I I thought you know this guy this guy does everything well. The most amazing thing about this uh, about this streak is the fact that he is making contact every time out. In the last nine games, he has struck out two times. I think I've seen Steven Souza strike out nine times in two games. So I mean it's it's amazing the fact that his strike zone is that organized. And and you guys have all watched, you know, some of these guys that have been free swingers over the years. The Souzas, the BJ Uptons, the Carlos Peñas. You know, we all have seen a lot of swings and misses uh, on this team. And to see Wander be almost the exact opposite. I mean, you guys must be uh, you know, doing backflips when you're watching it on television. I can't do backflips uh, n- just naturally because I'm naturally fat, but uh, <laughs> and I also am not allowed to do them in the press box either. So, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I just sit there. Ceiling's too low. No, it's not that the ceiling is too low, <laughs> but it is the fact that, uh, you know, they do have the sprinklers that are on. And so you, you could, you could catch one of those sprinklers and end true, up soaking true, true. everybody's, uh, laptops, but you know, it, it's just, you sit there with your mouth agape and go, this kid is 20 years old. I mean, mm-hmm. what were you, what were you, you guys, you know, most of you guys, I, I, you guys are 20, you know, yeah. Alex, I think you're, you're, I mean, you might be a little older than 20, but Gibby, little, Gibby, I'm you're like what? 22. Yeah. Gibby, you're 22. Bree, you're like what? 17. <laughs> <I'm 22. laughs> so, I mean, I'm like twice your guys' age now. So, uh, but if I'm, if my mouth is a game, I can only imagine what you guys watching him are, are like this. Cause he's incredible. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think, uh, Wander getting adjusted to the league. Wasn't a question of if he was going to get adjusted to the league. It was when he was, I mean, you just see it every time he, he can turn, he just climbed the ladder so fast and he was hitting 300, like his entire minor league career. And like, I mean, there's a big difference between triple a and MLB. So that was his biggest jump. And I mean, you saw that he struggled in the beginning, but now he has, he has the plate vision. I mean, he fouls, he has good at bats, like almost every at bat it's, it's, he's always fighting. I mean, he makes, he makes the pitcher worry and they walk him a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a big part of this on base streak is that he gets the walks too. And I mean, the pitchers are afraid of him. I mean, now he's not striking out as much like he he's just deadly and it it, it is it, it it does make you want to do backflips but i i cannot do backflips unfortunately 
either. So yeah, but you're but you're uh you're you're talented, Gibby. Though you're you're a marching band guy. You've got you've got like, strength. You got to you got to carry stuff. You know that's true. The the biggest thing I'm carrying usually is, and, and I joke that sometimes I carry Adam Berry and Mark Topkin, but. Uh, <laughs> But, that but, back's hurting. Yeah, if I was carry, <laughs> if I was carrying Barry and Topkin, yeah, that would that would make me a I'd be a hurting for certain. But uh, but you know, biggest thing I'm carrying is a backpack now. True, true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I I didn't know. I've never seen like an 80 grade hitting prospect before, so I had no mm. idea what to expect. Like, I didn't know if that means he comes up and he hits a home run every time. Like, I just didn't even know what that was. And I didn't have the opportunity to watch him in the minors. So basically, I was just like hearing on Twitter, like, like oh, Wander did this. And I was like, oh, cool. But now that I'm actually seeing what an adjusted Wander Franco looks like at in his first season, that he came up through halfway, like, he's only been here, what, like two months or something ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's doing, so imagine that in two years, like... And also seeing, so seeing him for the first time in this series, he's so fast and he has like, and especially on defense, his reflexes are insane. Like his hand-eye coordination, I don't understand it. He makes plays that guys that are 10-year veterans in baseball can't even make. Like plays that are, you know, that like Andrelton Simmons makes. And he's probably one of the greatest defensive shortstop just players ever. And Wander's making those same plays. And I understand he also has errors here and there, but mm-hmm. he's making some insane plays on defense that I just like can't fathom when I'm watching him. Well, guys, guys like him are going to have errors because they've got such amazing range. Jason Bartlett was the same way back in the 08, uh, you know, 08, 09, 10 seasons when he was the mainstay at shortstop. He had a lot of errors. Look at, look at Gibby's throwing up the Bartlett jersey. Look at you. <laughs> Wait. Wait, you have a Jason Bartlett jersey? You never told yeah, us about I've this. I've told you about this. I have. I bought it I for like fifteen bucks. When? Crazy. When? When did you get that? Like, like a year ago. Maybe. Oh. Was it, what you did you get it going to the the yard sale, the garage sale, the uh for Fan Fest or something like that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just bought it. I bought it online. <laughs> it's a good jersey. That's a. That's a that's a that's a sweet uh, segue there. It was a, a steal. That I'll I'll tell you. But uh, to get back to Bartlett, the reason why he had so many errors was because he was getting the baseballs that he probably shouldn't have gotten to. And official scorers will say, you know, if you get to a baseball, you probably should make the play. And so, you know, he got a lot of errors that way when when he was also making a lot of really really good plays. So wanders the same way. And the race defense was incredibly good this series. I mean, thank God, Randy, Randy made like several running diving catches. And I was like, yeah, he's going to make it. It's Randy. Like, that's literally what I said in my seat. I was like, yep, I was expecting this to happen. And like, same thing with Brett Phillips. Like I've watched them throughout the entire year and they're just, they, they're, they've been very consistent. And it gets to a point where like they have a diving catch and you're like, yeah, they're, they're probably going to make this catch just because, I mean, we've seen them do it over and over and over again. It just becomes something that you get accustomed to. And that's kind of insane to think about that. Like you're getting accustomed to guys making diving catches and, and run saving catches and, you know, preventing the, I mean, like Brett made an incredible play on a, on a ball in the gap and he slid, cut it off. And then uh, I think Kutch was the guy who hit it and held him to a single instead of a double because that would have been a double any other way like those are the plays where you're like wow I mean this happens so often that you you expect it but it's still insane to watch 
And you saw it the other way with the Phillies, with Nelson Cruz's hit in the first game. Uh, when it goes into the it goes into the gap, uh, Odubel Herrera is not able to cut it off. It ends up going for a double, and they get two runs out of it instead of just one. So that's what good teams do. It is true. Yeah. true. I think I don't know who was on the last pod, but we all should be embarrassed that we said that the Rays were going to split this series. So that's what we get for doubting them ever. That's what, you, that's what you get. Yeah. You, you, you. <laughs> Wait, Bree, didn't you say that you were expecting at least a split? I said at least a split. And then you guys kept talking about Zach Wheeler. And I was like, okay, maybe we split. <laughs> I will say so. The, I, and I think I said this because there was like a, I'm a very superstitious person. So like, there's a lot of things that I just do repetitively or just like think about. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to happen or whatever. And that's probably not the way to do things, but it is what it is. So. I've been to, well, A, I had been to, out of the three Rays games that I've, I've been to this season, two of them were started by Yarbrough, and he did not look good in the first start. So I was like, oh, God, I don't know what's going to happen. And I've seen Wheeler maybe three, four times this year. Every time I've seen him, he's been bad. I don't understand it. It, it, it blows your mind because he comes into the game 10 and 8, and his ERA is still under 3. Like, you, you have to yeah. think that, you know, he's had a, a bunch of really good games, and then Alex goes to these games. He stinks up the joint. Alex, you're going to have to go to every game that Zach Wheeler starts from here on out. I might I might have to, to be honest. I mean, I don't know how many other he's games I'm going to. Gotta right? get Wheeler the side. Gotta eliminate the competition. Is it the Phillies or is but, it Alex? But, like, why do I want Walker Biller to win the side on the board? Do you want Zach Wheeler to win it? I want Corbin Burns to win it, to be honest. Either either him or Woodruff. They're they're so good. And I guess you're gonna have to go to the bunch of Dodger games too. Because oh god, <laughs> yes, yes. Don't get you know, the frequent flyer miles. <laughs> I was gonna say, I you know, you know, I have that much money in the bank that I can just easily get out to L.A. You, you know, they they uh, don't they call it raise the roof money now to oh. when when you when you're able to just on a whim go out to I don't know to Los uh, we. That's why they big bucks, Alex, to do these jobs. Yeah, I know. The all of nothing. We're still trying to get that stuff going, but it's fine. Yeah. I'm not angry about it. That's why we call St. Pete Nine money right now. Too. <laughs> yeah. We're all we're all working through it. We're all working through it. I do want to say something that was really cool was that someone actually noticed me as part of Raise the Roof in, in Philly, which Ooh. I know I don't know if that's happened to uh Bree. It's not happened to me at a game yet. And I, I scream a lot in the game. <laughs> But yeah, someone noticed me and I was like, wait, what people actually like follow what we're doing? And I, it was just, I don't know. It was kind of a surreal thing. Cause I was like, wait, like, like people actually follow us. And this was in a, this was in an away environment where there were not that many people there. You should have signed a ball for him and just given it to him. No, him not, not even asking just as a favor. Just be like, here you go. Keep dreaming, kid. My- <laughs> hey, kid, kid. Uh, no. All, all I keep, all I, all I keep thinking about is, uh, is you got how I don't know if if any of you guys know Ray's fan Geo. Yes, um, I do. Bree, I'm not surprised that you know Ray's fan Geo. Is. Every year when when I would go down to spring training, he'd be like, "Hey, Carney, can you sign ball? Can you sign?" signing a ball come on man he's like oh but this is a media ball i'm getting all the all the media people to sign it i'm like when you get topkin to sign it then maybe i'll think about it i'm like not signing a baseball i'm not i'm not a superstar nobody cares nobody cares about a baseball with my signature on it come on give me a break i'm just (laughs) glad that i'm just glad that um that someone noticed me i think if if i i think his name is drew if i'm not mistaken uh currently works with villanova athletics so that's pretty cool so hopefully 
So, so yeah, that was a, that was, that was a cool connection. Sorry, what? everybody else. Drew is, Drew from Villanova is our favorite listener. <laughs> I also got to see Mark and Adam down there, which was nice. Uh, first name basis. Ooh. First name basis. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was nice seeing Adam. I haven't, I mean, I haven't seen him on Twitter in a little bit. We haven't talked That's to him in a little still bit. still one so. of my favorite pods we've ever done with Adam. Adam, Man, I Adam wish I was great. on that one. How is it, um, Steve? I did want to ask how is it, uh, how is it like uh, interacting with the other um, people who cover the Rays, uh, cover the Rays, and especially, I mean, there's been a lot of turnover. I know Josh Tolentino used to cover the team, Juan mm-hmm. used to cover the team. Now he's obviously covering the Dodgers, and Adam's back. So, I mean, you've seen a lot of people come back and forth. How is it? How have your interactions been like? Well, I mean, for me, uh, I've kn- I, I've known most of these guys for a long time. I mean, Adam was bill chastain's intern um way back in the day and so i've known adam got longer longer than he cares to admit but uh so so when adam uh when adam left like and adam of course did a bunch of stuff for mlb.com he was like the he was a what what they call like a, a super utility guy uh because he would come down and uh, be when the when the visiting MLB reporter didn't travel, he would come down and do those games. And this was before he got the Pirates gig when they gave him when they gave him his own beat. Uh, he would come down and he would he would do um, you know the visiting side when and then Bill would handle the uh, the home side. And then Adam got his own gig. And then when when Juan took over for Bill after leaving the Athletic, you know. Juan was Bill's last intern, which I thought, which I thought was hilarious. So I remember uh, Juan, Juan made the biggest mistake I have ever seen in, in a clubhouse. I, I, I don't want to mention it, but at least I'm not going to mention it recording wise. Uh, I may, I may tell you what it was uh, off air, but yeah. Oh boy. We love, we love some Juan to let's, 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 let's put it this way. Juan made the worst first impression on some people. Um, but, uh, that does not surprise me at all. Oh, Juan's great. I love Juan to death, but, uh, I I'm always, ha- I'm always happy. He and I will go back and forth on, on text. Uh, I, Decided I was not going to text him at nine o'clock this morning Eastern to see if he was awake yet or if he had gotten home yet from from, <laughs> from, uh, from yesterday's game between the oh the, Pir- uh, the Padres uh, and the Dodgers that went sixteen innings. But he's been great. Uh, Josh is awesome. You know these guys are they're, they're my guys. You know we all help each other out. You know whenever you know it, people think oh you know you're you're there and you, you they're the competition. Yeah, we're we're competitive, but we're all still friends. We all have the same goal in mind. And sometimes, you know, you know, Mark Mark will say, "Hey, I uh, I didn't hit record on my uh, on my thing. Can you can you send me the uh, can you send me the audio?" Sure, absolutely. You know, I've I've done the same thing with with Juan and with Josh and and Mark as well. You know, we we try and help each other out whenever wherever we can. Uh, even though we're all working on uh, on different things all the time. That's so wholesome. Bunch of bros. Well, I, it, it's not it's not like it's it, yeah. Well, I mean, but even, you know, <laughs> thanks. <Bri>. Uh, <laughs> think you sneak that one past me. I mean, my my hearing has started to go for my time. <laughs> but I, I caught that. But I but I mean, you know, all the other um, teams, you know, the, the the reporters, it's all basically the same. We're all you know you know the the yankees reporters will help each other out the red sox reporters will will help each other out you know and then and then they'll get in their cars and and go elsewhere <laughs> um, but 
they're all they're all i can say that because i'm from rhode island uh <laughs> but i you know it's not it's not any any different than than any other than any other beat in baseball it just happens to be fewer of us true that's still that's still really cool i know i mean it's we're all kind of in different places so it makes it difficult for us to try to get out but hopefully we'll um hopefully we'll get to the point where we can start actually going to, you know, being inside the press box, covering games, that kind of stuff. And starting yeah. to, you know, interact with once, you guys more on a daily basis. Once, once the, once the pandemic starts to calm down though, the one thing that the Rays have done, you know, over the last two years is kind of restrict access. Uh, you know, luckily for me, uh, you know, because last year I was with the radio station, you know, they've, there's a, they've, they've kind of led up, uh, the the strict act like last year was awful because like we couldn't leave the press box you know everything was over zoom and you know, we never got a chance to see guys face to face last year the the closest i ever got to seeing somebody face to face um the beginning of the year it may have been like like one of the first couple of games uh it was a or actually it may have been one of the final practices before before the season started we were at the trop and we had to stay up in the press box and watch the guys from you know 200 feet away, uh, you know, go through their workouts. And uh, Juan and I were leaving the trap, going to our cars and we're crossing the street um, to get into our lot and to, to the lot where we were parking. And as we were crossing 16th street, all of a sudden we hear this big honk coming from a car stopped at the red light. And we were, Hey, you two get a freaking move on. And so we both look up and standing, sitting there in his big black pickup truck is Kevin Kiermeyer, you know, just giving us a hard time. And we're like, Hey, you know, we just kind of, hey. we just kind of gave him the, Hey, we're walking here, you know, <laughs> straight, straight out of uh, Dustin Hoffman in uh, urban cowboy, uh, which is a movie that is older, even older than me. So I can only imagine how that, uh, how that reference uh, went over your, all three of your heads. <laughs> oh, 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 it definitely went over my head. Not going to lie. Oh, definitely. So, um, but anyway, I, we get, we get through the crosswalk and I turned to Juan. I said, you know, that's probably the closest we're going to get to actually being face to face with a player this year. And it turned out it was. That's, that's crazy. Absolutely <laughs> insane. Well, luckily, I mean, things Kevin have... does kind of look like a cowboy. Kevin Kiermaier. The outlaw, baby. Yeah, I was going to say his nickname is the outlaw. So it makes sense. I have a little action figure over there still. I, I was I was gonna say if if you're going to put a cowboy hat on one of the players and have it work, it's probably Randy, right? It's Randy because he, he wears Brett, the boots. and it's and I think Brett too. Brett looks cool in a cowboy hat. Yeah, Brett, I think would be more like the Marvin the Martian, like like a like a yeah, it'd be a really big comical hat. Yeah, but he, and and Kiermaier, I, I but yeah, Randy and Kiermaier would would definitely be cowboy hat. Agreed. So. Just the outfield. Put Margo in there. Why not? Free, <laughs> free. I can also attest that uh, Brett Phillips is an incredible person. Oh my God, he's yeah. the nicest guy. And I so I was talking with an usher um, who was down at the um, down the third baseline and I saw her last night. So I, I talked to her on Tuesday and then I come back and I was trying to get autographs in the same area. And she was like, yeah, Brett's the nicest, like one of the nicest people I've ever seen. Like he was signing autographs for a long time, trying to get everyone that he could. Like he was really, really nice. So that's a, he's a guy that knows that, you know, his time as a major league baseball player could be very fleeting. You know, he's not a superstar talent. This is not Vladdy Guerrero Jr. or Fernando Tatis or, uh, you know, Shoei Otani or Mike Trout. You know, that this is a guy that that grew up like us 
going to games and and going i would love to be that guy and he got a chance to be that guy so he's so funny i i, I did anybody get did did you see anybody lock him up alex what do you did, mean yeah and nobody nobody told him a joke that made him laugh to the point where he was about to pass out i don't think anyone did i just think that he was in a really good mood uh someone had him sign the uh bottom of their shoe I saw that <laughs> no he gets but he'll get to that point like well like because everybody knows his laugh but uh if you the, the dad jokes where he's like just sat in there and he's like <laughs> and he can't breathe oh my god uh, who is uh, i think mcclanahan was telling me um that the the worst time he ever saw uh, uh phillips get locked up diego castillo said something and he wouldn't tell me what what the joke was but he said castillo said something on one of the bus rides uh when they were on the road and he said phillips like they were worried that phillips was going to pass out in the back of the bus <laughs> because he was at that point he could not breathe he had turned like purple <laughs> because he had been locked up so bad by by what whatever diego had said uh, at that point so it is my goal this year to tell phillips a joke that gets him to lock up uh, i have one uh that uh that i want to tell him um that i think would actually work but uh, i haven't had an opportunity to tell him tell him the joke do you want to hear the joke i do yeah okay i'm interested all right it's kind of an old joke so 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 bear in mind and you'll know it's an old joke when i when i say the first sentence in the joke Oh, Brett, if you're listening, you got to turn this off. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> Brett, Brett, if you're listening, turn this off. Um, guy's reading a newspaper. That's how you know it's an old joke. He's going through the classified ad. Second, second point. This is an old joke. And he sees a uh, an ad for dog for sale. And, go, and he's looking. And he's okay, gives the breed. And right before the price and the phone number is one word that intrigues him. Talks. Like, talks? Like the dog talks. Come on. I, how does this work? So calls the number in the classified ad and seller answers. And he goes, so I'm calling about the, the, the dog, your classified ad. Do you still have him? He goes, yeah, I still have him. He goes, you put in there that he talks. He goes, yeah, dog talk. Like, does he talk like rye, rye, you? No, no. He actually talks, talks. I mean, th th that's, that's gotta be amazing. I gotta come see this. He's like, can I come, can I come see this dog? Like, Absolutely. Give him the address. I'll be there in an hour. Guy, hour later, shows up at the, the guy's house, knocks on the door. Guy lets him in, sit, sits him on the couch, says, dog's in the backyard. Let me go get him. And so he goes out to the backyard, gets the dog, brings the dog in the living room. Dog sits down, looks up at the guy. Guy looks at him. He says, so you talk? Dog looks up at him and goes, yeah, I talk. What about it? He goes, that's just incredible. I've never seen a dog that can actually talk. He goes, yeah, well, I can talk. He said, I'm from Afghanistan. I was taken in by the United States Army and taught to understand English and, and speak English. I already understand Arabic, and they would send me in to the areas where the Taliban was. And I would walk in, and they would be t discussing their, their plans. They don't take any mind to me. I'm a dog. And so I would understand what they were saying. I would go back to the Americans, and I would tell them what the Taliban is doing. It's why we were so successful in Afghanistan. Because that's incredible. I can't believe that you can understand English and you helped out the American troops in Afghanistan. He goes, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a rough life. He goes, and so the guy takes the dog and he brings it back out to the backyard and, he, and comes back in. And the buyer goes, your dog talks. He goes, yeah, dog talks. Why are you selling him? Dog lies too. He's never been to Afghanistan. <laughs> 
I bet I can get Phillips to lock up on that. With I the think... dog, the dog lies too. He's never been to Afghanistan. <laughs> that was good. I hope I like he it. laughs at it. I think that was a good joke. I hope he laughs at it. it. It's it's just smart enough for for people to to kind of be like, that's so silly. And it's just dumb enough that I bet I can get Phillips to lock up. Hopefully, I, I, I think I think I think it, I think I'll get him. It'll get him for sure. I hope it does. I I think that'd be really fun. I mean, he did. Brie, uh, he, Brie, oh, what's, Brie, what, Brie, what's your what's your uh, what's your verdict? Reaction, reactions here, Brie. I think that you need to record it. Just sneak it. Oh, if I if I can if I can get in there, I'll I'll definitely record it. <laughs> so I I see I you know he comes out every every day during uh, when we're on the field, and that's the great thing about this year is we actually get to be on the field. I had never met Brett Phillips before. We had, they had allowed us on the field this year, so because we didn't get a chance to see him, uh, you know, other than over Zoom last year. So mm-hmm. so I got I you know I just got a chance to you know the first time I ever I saw Brett Phillips was on zoom when he got traded and then i got a chance to ask him in the world series what it felt like to be in the same category as dan johnson and that the fact that in uh in game four you know dan johnson threw out the first pitch and it's like yeah, I, was, I forgot about that i'm like i'm just like you gotta you gotta as a as a seminal kid you've got to be super geeked about the fact that you're gonna you're gonna be thought of in that same vein as a guy that came through in the big way the in a in a very important game so should be fun i'm gonna get phillips with that joke i'm telling you right now raise the roof is partnered up with smack apparel for the release of their new raised shirt design boat parade or bust it's a play on of the boat parade trend in champa bay and the design is fantastic and the fabric feels great it's a great shirt you can rock to your next raise game at a great price and we have a special deal just for you our raise the roof listeners Click our affiliate link just below the bio of our Twitter profile. Get yourself a shirt, and you'll be supporting us in the process. Thanks once again to Smack Apparel for partnering up with us, and make sure to keep talking the talk with Smack Apparel. Let's transition over to talking about the Baltimore series over the weekend. So, um, I mean, there's not really much to talk about with the Orioles. They did (laughs) snap their 19-game losing streak, so congrats to you, you're Dude, not terrible. They're actually tied for the most wins since August 25th. And, oh, wow. Look at Twitter, that. As the Twitter account pointed out. How does your own Twitter do that to you? They are. How, how can that be allowed? I don't yeah. even know. Yeah. At least they can like, be funny. Yeah. That's true. They, 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 beat, oh, they did it against Otani. They beat, a, they beat the Angels in a game that Otani started. I could that is true. Like if it was somebody else from the Angels, they beat a game that, they beat the Angels in a game that Otani pitched uh, they were like we're putting the foot down right here tawny will not beat us gibby i i think you could pitch this weekend for the Rays and get a win i'm telling you right now dude i'm pretty tall i'm they're, like six five no but i'm them saying they're that bad uh, if, if all you have to do is hit mullins you, you hit mullins with a Ooh. with a with a knuckleball and i think you're good to go i think dude, you can he, win. Won't, I he won't win. even see it he won't even see it <laughs> yeah i like i want to try to go I mean, I would like to go in depth, but considering the fact that the Rays are fifteen and one against the Orioles, there's not really much in depth to go into because I mean, the Rays have literally been better than them the majority, like ninety something percent of the time this year. So, but what really about like- that three percent, Alex? Oh God, they yeah. Sorry about that three <laughs> percent. The fact that the one game that they lost was a game that Spencer Watkins started. Not Spencer a spelled start. incorrectly. Spencer for hire, Watkins. 
Um, but I, I, I just, it just blows my mind that that's the game that they lost. I figured they would lose a mean start, you know, or you know, maybe a Matt Hart, you know, Matt Harvey gets them, but they lose to, they lost to Spencer Watkins and beat John Means and Matt Harvey. I don't know. I feel like against good pitchers this year, like they've been better outside of like Cole shut us down like one time, but like Mm -hmm. we've gotten a Cole, we've gotten a Wheeler twice now they've gotten a Means. I mean, that's a good point it's nice that we can get to the big pitching yeah they beaten ryu they i mean giolito got got them they got to lynn i think he won the game but they got to him pretty well too Mm -hmm. and dallas keichel of course Mm -hmm. yeah no it's it's wild i mean what are we like is saying we're gonna expect a series win is that just i mean pretty standard by now (laughs) pretty standard yeah (laughs) the the question is gonna be can they put up eight runs in all three games. Can they, can they put up eight runs or more in all three games? I like that. I like so they that. can't. They have. So. That is true. I mean, that's, that's, that's what they do against this Orioles team. This Orioles team. And not only do they stink, but they have no future. Like they're, <laughs> that, I'm serious. Like they're four years into a, <laughs> Brian Bree's laughing at me. <laughs> they're, they're four years into a rebuild. That's probably going to take them another four or five years. They're really, They've got nothing in their minor league system other than Adley Rutschman, to be honest. I think that one pitcher. What's his name? Uh, Grayson. Oh, yeah. No. He's really good. Mm, no, but he's still, I mean, just one pitcher and catcher is not going to yeah. do it. Yeah. A pitcher <laughs> and a catcher is not going to give you a, uh, is not going to get you back on track. They're, they're literally another four years away in a, in a five-year plan that they're already in year four. It's bad. I was now. I've gone on record earlier this season saying that I expected the Orioles to win somewhere between 70 to 75 games this year. And I feel like that was way too optimistic. I, I, the Orioles looked good last year at times. So I was like, yeah, this Orioles team, like they're, they're getting the pieces together. They have the young guys. Adley's going to come up soon. Grayson Rodriguez is going to come up soon. DL Hall is going to come up soon. Heston will be up soon. Like they have the pieces and they, they've regressed. I don't get it. I'm not impressed with any of them outside of Rutschman, to be honest. And I, th- you, you, you said, oh, this team could, that, that team could win 70 to 75 games. That's if everything went right, because this team's going to lose, that team's going to lose 115 games. They're that bad. They are, they are really, really bad. I see them going on uh, multiple, like, 12-game losing streaks, like, the rest of the season. I mean, they like, are winning one or two games. They, they, already have lose, they already have losing streaks of 5, 6, 8, 14, and 19. Crazy. That's crazy. That's not good. <laughs> Having a 14 and a 19? In the same season. Yeah. God. Bad. Yeah, I, I remember when the when the Orioles started 0 and 21 in 1988, and just watching, you know, and that was a team that had Cal Ripken and like they they had some pretty good pieces on that team, and they lost 21 straight games to begin the season, and you know fired Cal's father and brought in Frank Robinson. That didn't help, uh, but you know that team, like I'm surprised that this year's Baltimore Orioles haven't lost like 25 games in a row shocking to me they're that bad yeah I, so so that makes the otani win even more spectacular yeah honestly that should, they, be movie. should be a movie just that uh, game. what is it uh ending 20 or something 20 like because yeah. it's 19 i don't know you it should be 
it's like first in 20 you could get you could get the football fans in too so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a movie called first in 20 <laughs> bring all the ravens fans too they might need them <laughs> hey, hey, hey the ravens should be good this year so i don't think they're gonna have any worries about that but i mean they're clearly i'm sure they're not really caring about the orioles much anymore but look at the flag behind us man what who me no it's a maryland flag oh yeah that flag. is true it is a nice flag <laughs> I do it like that flag. It doesn't really help the fact that the team sucks, but true is what it is. Um, Calverts. Yeah, the, I forget. There's like these signify no this and that signifies two different things. I forget what it is, but I think I think those crosses are the Calverts. Yeah, and then this is another thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't. I I still don't know geography in Maryland. I went there for four years. So wow. When I was a kid, I always thought it was because they're really into racing. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can see that this side of it. This side yeah. work, but this side of it works. Exactly. It's so ugly. I can't even lie. Like <laughs> I love it. Like you you I mean everyone everyone from Maryland loves that yeah. flag. I love it. I think it's cool. I, I, I like how they um incorporated into the different like especially at UMD, they incorporate it into everything. I think that's cool. But I mean, that's just me. I'm sure other people probably don't like it, so that's fine. It's, it's ugly as sin. I'll tell you that. Much. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> people, oh. people can have their own opinions about it. I like it. But um, uh, Bree, what are the pitching matchups for this series? So we have um, McClanahan versus Harvey, which that's sad. <laughs> and then we got who's this? TBD versus Means and TBD versus Spencer, spelled incorrectly. What? I don't know who those. Oh, I love are, Spencer. But it's my favorite. Well, one of them, one of them, I'm assuming is going to be Chris Archer. He's supposed to be Sunday. Yeah, that would that would be yeah. So he would be Sunday. So would you have an inkling about who would be the Saturday starter? Would it like could it be an opener and then Fleming? Fleming. Yeah, okay. that would be that would be my that would be my guess. I and most people are like, oh, Shane Boss, here he comes. But uh, no, no, I think that um, I think. That's probably, yeah, opener Fleming, and then you'd see Archer on Sunday, and then maybe Michael Waka on Monday uh, against the Red Sox at, back at home. And then and then we'll see what happens because then the rosters do expand. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So, so going to 20, going from 20 to 28, I'll throw the, uh, I'll throw the, the question out to the three of you. Who's, who are the two people that you want to see uh, on September 1st? Uh, Honeywell. Give me Honeywell. He's been doing good. I don't know. I don't know what you what you want from Honeywell or like what what you would make him do. But I would definitely put him on there. Um, and if Nick Anderson comes back, you got to make room for him. Well, the the way you make room for Nick Anderson, in my in my opinion, because McKay is done for the year, you call McKay up, you throw him on the sixty day, and that opens up his spot. Um, that that opens that opens his spot on the the forty man, and so then you can uh. You can put, uh, you can activate McKay or activate Anderson and send down Sean Armstrong or somebody. But, mm-hmm. but that's that's the way that's the way you get Anderson back from the back from the sixty days. You're gonna you're gonna end up having to call up McKay and just put him on the sixty day IL and and give hey, him another. What about, what about Thompson though? Because he's also on the sixty. Yeah, Thompson's another Thompson's another one that uh, he's a little further away though. I think that you know he's. Uh, he, I think that, you know, the shoulder is still not a hundred percent cash has said to me that, you know, he's, he's feel, he's feeling okay, but he's not feeling great. 
which tells me I think that they're they may be a little more cautious uh, with Thompson. But I I want to see both of those guys at some point uh, back this year. I think you're going to get Anderson. The other the other guy for me, and and I like I like what Gibby said about about Honeywell is David Robertson. That's that's True. the guy. That's the guy I want to see. Yeah, come up and tw- on twenty eight. So I have a I have a couple players. So I would like to see Walls or Bruhan or both of them come back up at I some point. Because I want them both here too. But like, where do they play? Yeah, that's the other thing. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Boz. I think that's probably the one that a lot of people want. And then I personally want to see Josh Lowe. Like he's at the point now where I'm like, he's good. He's ready. The the problem is that there's too many guys in the outfield. So they're probably not going to find a, a place for him. But I don't want him to waste more time in AAA if he looks ready. I would say Josh Lowe would get the call up if there if the minor league season didn't go on deep into September. You know, but with Durham playing into you know, I think the minor league season runs through I think September 18th or something like that. Um, I I think that they're not gonna they're not gonna use uh they're not gonna use Lowe. Uh, at that point, you know, Walls, Bruhan, I certainly think you could see one of them. Bruhan, I think, even before Walls, only because of the, the versatility, because he plays second, he plays short, he can play third, he play outfield. Um, you could you you could really use the the versatility, especially when you've got guys like Choi and Nelson Cruz who are one position guys. You know, for every one position guy, you want a guy that can play. Eight yeah, and Rays, positions. Rays just prefer the versatile guys because they like to squat up and just rotate their guys on positions like Joey Wendell plays everywhere. Mm. Like, so they, they just like that versatility. It's good for them. Bree, who do you want? Well, for, there are a lot of things. Okay. So when the rosters expand from 26 to 28, the 40 man doesn't expand, right? That is correct. So, well then where, I mean, you've got to put Fairbanks up still. Like mm-hmm. got, we have a lot of relief pitchers coming back. So I almost feel like you almost, maybe only use one of those spots for a guy that's been in Durham, like not rehabbing. So, I mean, yeah, if you're doing that, I'd go with a pitcher. So either Honeywell or Robertson, I'd be fine with. Yeah, I can, I can see, I can see all that. I mean, if you pulling up the, the 40 man. Yeah. It was funny when, when Wander came up uh, earlier this year, uh, I'm going, all right, so how are they going to put, how are they going to put him on the 40 man? And then like, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, like it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Sean Poppin. It was, oh God, the, the other, he was an outfielder. Uh, he was position player guy. And I was like, and when I'm like, who is that? Who is that? And why is he? I'm like, obviously he's the guy that's going to be the guy that gets DFA'd yep. uh, to make room. And it turned out he was. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you, some of the guys that, you know, that are, that you could, you know, DFA, you know, technically you could DFA Tommy Hunter because Tommy Hunter is on the 40 man roster, even though he's not, uh, he's not going to play this year. I thought if you were on the 60 day, you weren't on the 40 man. It says, says here, Tommy Hunter is in the minors. So he might be on the minor, on the minor league injured on uh, injured list. But um, so, but technically he is on the 40 man roster. And so you could obviously get rid of him. You could um, you could designate somebody like technically you could designate Ryan Sheriff if you wanted to, uh, if that was the case. Just looking through, yeah, designate Jordan Luplo if you wanted. But I I would think that if anybody was going to get DFA'd, 
uh, in order to make some room because Fairbanks is not on the six is not on the 60. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see Fairbanks, you're going to see fire ice and come back. And those are going to take, you know, they're going to take the spots of guys like, um, like Lewis head and, uh, uh, Maza is still up. So you can see both of those guys being sent down, uh, for some of these guys, Robertson would be another guy that, that a Maza or a head would, uh, would, but, you know, to get some of these guys off the 60, if you wanted to get uh, Ryan Thompson off the 60, you could always designate sheriff for assignment mm-hmm. and, and go that route. It, it's, it's a tough decision, and it's, and it's one reason why I'm glad that I'm not Eric Neander. Oh, yeah. One of the very few reasons why I'm glad I'm not Eric Neander. Definitely is a lot Mike, of moves. Is Mike Brasso still on the uh, 26 man? No. no he's, he's, he's back off. He's been, he's I know, he's just been back and back and forth all the time. Yeah, just think about that. You know, the the hero of the uh, the ALDS from last year is probably not going to make the the postseason roster this year. It's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of insane to think about. Um, I did want to. So we normally pick a player or two for each series, so we haven't done that yet. Um, so let's pick some players for this Baltimore series. So Steve, let's start out with you. Uh, what players uh, do you have for this series or player? It's Baltimore, there's only one person that you can pick for the player of the series. It's Randy Arozarena. He's hitting like 6,000 against the Orioles this year. If you, if you have, uh, if you, if you're playing fantasy, if you're going to play DraftKings or FanDuel this weekend, and you don't have Randy Arozarena in your lineup, give me your money. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that, that's the, that's the guy that you, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're thinking about doing fantasy baseball you're thinking about doing a pick to click randy rosarena is your boy just like when brandon lau goes to fenway just same, like when brandon lau same goes thing to all right brie you know i'm gonna pull you and go with my boy chris archer i don't know if he's gonna do well but it's the orioles so if he's had if there were a lineup you could have him go up against right now it's the orioles and he looked great against the white Sox. I mean, just like the two innings he had last time. So hopefully this can be like an easy day for him to like back into things and we'll see plenty of strikeouts. Last time I picked JT Chargois and he did not do bad at all. <laughs> oh God. I thought he did. Didn't he though? No, he had zero. I, I don't think he got it. I think he was in both games. He was only in like partially an inning on the first game. And then the second game he was in for a whole inning. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he did, he did pretty okay. He didn't have any uh any uh hits on him recorded on him. Dude, you double, you had to double check though. <laughs> yeah, I I did have to double check. Gibby has um, a thing of cursing. Who did you pick that one time? He picked. Oh, one time. All right, so one time I picked <laughs> Peter Fairbanks and Fairbanks got hurt. Yeah, I picked Fairbanks and Castillo. Castillo got traded and Fairbanks. <laughs> Uh, got injured in that like between episodes so it, it was amazing uh, not, it was not, amazing. not an ideal situation aka um, dark cloud gibby yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> so so this series i'm gonna pick francisco mejio because i feel like he's gonna be getting some getting some more at bats you know since he's literally mr clutch he has ice in his veins um he does he is he is that man so i'm i'm gonna pick um yeah it's a good pick so uh steve the one pick that i have that's been a constant for months now is brandon lau uh because that's he, just the automatic one yeah he he went to maryland like me so got to support my fellow terp uh and obviously that was the first time i've ever seen brandon lau hit a home run in person it was yesterday and i was 
I, it, it it was, was definitely beautiful. a euphoric moment. It, it was awesome. We high fiving everybody. No, there was no one around me because we were sitting in like <laughs> the top like, of the first Whoa! level, and there were like there was no one there. Yeah, I mean, they they got more people for Dollar Dog, but like you 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 can you can try and high five at people there, but you end up uh, getting beers thrown in your face. Oh, or... trust me, I've been to enough Phillies games to where like I know you know I know the crowd, so I was don't push your luck. No, trust me, I was uh, I made yeah. sure that I knew what I was doing. I remember, yeah, and you were there for for Game Five, Alex, in '08. I I just remember hearing the stories of the the families uh, when they traveled to, to Philadelphia for the uh, for the World Series and the treatment that they got from Philly fans, which was absolutely hard and despicable. Oh, it's terrible! But the Phillies suck now, so they have no reason to yeah. say anything because they're That's just terrorists. Terrible. I yeah. mean, I, just I remember mean- Joe Madden's Joe Madden's granddaughter uh, was. I think five or so, and they would they would take the mustard packets and they would open them and squeeze and then throw them and they were throwing them in her hair. Uh, so she had like mustard all in her hair. They were throwing, uh, they were dumping you know waters and cokes and beers on on uh, members terrible. of the raised family, uh, the traveling party. Yeah, they they were complete and utter d bags uh there which it, you know to be expected it's you expect nothing less philadelphia they're they're a bunch of jerks so but yeah to to do that to a five-year-old oh uh, yeah. it's extremely uncalled for luckily i mean the fans were nice around me i mean they're like 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 i said there really wasn't that many people around me so it wasn't that big of a deal the but... only good part about about watching philly fans do that was when the phillies ended up clinching and, and then they ate their own the, there's a video and I, I I'll have to find it, but it's a guy like he's climbing the red light out one of the red lights out there and you hear everybody's like, yeah. And all of a sudden you see this giant glass bottle come out of nowhere and hit him in the head and he falls, <laughs> he falls out and they just, they just curl. They just killed him. Yeah. Philly fans eating their own. It was great. Philly fans are a very interesting breed. I, I technically, I mean, I'm a fan of a, I'm the fan. So I'm a fan of the flyers and sixers and the NFL is kind of just, I don't really have like a full-time team because I guess it would be the Eagles, but my dad's also a Dolphins fan. So go, I don't really have a team, so I'm just chilling. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. I will say that it was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, so b for sure, just because that was awesome to see in person. And I got to stick with him because he's been hot, very, very hot since, since the All-Star break and since probably like June, to be honest. And then I am going to go with Brett. Because the last time the Rays were in Baltimore, Brett Phillips hit a go-ahead grand slam in the eighth inning. And that was awesome. And he had made some really, really good plays in the series. I know he struck out three times against Wheeler, but what are you going to do? Wheeler throws 98. It's tough to tough to read pitches sometimes. But I know he got a hit in Tuesday's game, so that was good. But, yeah, so those are my two people, two players I'm going to pick for this series. So, Steve, you brought this up before the podcast. You talked about uh, rookie of the year stuff, which I think yeah. is a good thing to talk about uh, because obviously the race have two guys that could possibly be up for. So, I mean, technically three, if you want to think about it, because Shane, Randy and Wander, it, I, I don't know how much, I don't know what the rules are in terms of like rookie status. Cause obviously Randy's played baseball in three separate seasons now, but is still considered a rookie. Yeah, so I don't, not enough plate appearances. And then you, what, you what to- are the plate appearances? Like how many do you have to have? I think I think it's a hundred uh, before you lose your rookie status, and he had like ninety one 
going into the postseason. So, so I'm guessing Wander's is, not going to be a rookie next year. Like, like, he will like not this. Be a rookie. Okay, correct. so this is definitely his rookie year. So, so yeah, three different three different rookies that could possibly be going up for rookie of the year voting. Is there? What's the I guess what's percentage possibility, but also just in in general, do we think that a Rays player will win rookie of the year? I think it's I think it's going to be tougher than you think, mostly because. I think that Wander and Randy are going to split the vote. So then who's the, like, Adolis Garcia. Garcia. Adolis Garcia. Yeah, Adolis Garcia. Anything since, I haven't even heard about him since the All-Star break. Well, he's got 27 home runs. That's the that's the thing that's going to make him stand out. I, I, I understand, you know, he hasn't really done anything, but the fact that he's got 27 bombs is, is huge. Yeah, I think I think I think Garcia I think Garcia is probably going to end up winning it. But I think if if it's just Wander or if it was just Randy, I think it would be a much closer race than it's going to be. I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's Garcia, Randy, Wander, one, two, three, mm-hmm. and and you end up with with those three, and then you know I'm, I'm sure that somebody's gonna somebody in Detroit will vote for Akil Badu and. Uh, you know, I, just just because uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if Yerman Mercedes got a got a vote from somebody in Chicago, even though he hasn't played True. since uh, since the middle of May. Uh, but yeah, it would not surprise me uh, if if it's one, two, three. But to me, Adolis Garcia, I saw him in 2016 um, in Cuba. Uh, he was on that Cuban team that played that went up against the Rays in Havana. Uh, and you're and you're like that kid could be very very special. And then being a uh, roommate of Randy's in mm-hmm. the Cardinals organization, could you imagine the Cardinals? The Cardinals must be killing themselves. <laughs> oh my God, we get rid of a Rosarena and a Dolis Garcia. The hell is wrong with us? Not a good look. Nope. Oh man, them and the Pirates. Does does Shane have any possibility of being top five or something like that? I don't think so. You know, to be honest, it it's real tough. For a for a pitcher to to win rookie of the year, it, it has happened, you know. But for for a pitcher to you know, because Helly won rookie of the year mm-hmm. uh, in 2011, and you know, I I just look at you know for someone that only plays every fifth day, it's it's a lot tougher than say you know someone that's going to play 110 or 115 games as opposed to say 20 or 25. I think he'll still get votes, but I don't know. How. He'll get votes. I don't think he'll be top five, though. I hope I mean, he gets more consideration. Personally. I would like. I would give it to Randy if it wasn't about. I, if it was like a committee, I feel like they would give it to Randy. But since it's going to be about voting, you're, it's it's going to be like what you said. It's going to be Adolis because I feel like the Rays vote might be split. Yeah. If it's if it's not, then maybe everyone thinks Randy's more deserving of it just because he's been in the league a little longer. And he's, Wander, and, he's, and he's playing on a team that's halfway decent. You know, yeah. the Rangers are not are not a good team, mm-hmm. but but Garcia is a, is a good player. Now, bear in mind, I don't have a vote. Uh, I'm not part of the mm-hmm. Baseball Writers Association. I True. I tend to I tend to put that out every year because every, when I was when I was at WDAE, I would do a full you know here's my here's what my ballot would look like, and I would give because you have to do three for Rookie of the Year and for Manager of the Year, five for um, Cy Young and ten for MVP. So, so if you if you really want to feel like you want you're a part of the Baseball Writers Association, uh, you can come up with what you know your your ten MVP uh, votes, your your five Cy Young and your three Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year. You can you can feel like you're a baseball writer just like I do every year. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I want to wrap things up in just a second. I, there's a couple, I guess, things that are going on or things that have happened in and around the world of baseball. I know we've talked about it. The Padres Dodgers game was just chaos because you wouldn't think that with the current rules of a guy being on second base to start extra innings, a game would go 16 innings, but here we are. And the game ended at like 3 a.m. Eastern standard time or something like that. Uh, I don't get it, but yeah. it happened. <laughs> the I, I think it was funny because it was like the 15th inning came. I think that's when, uh, so Dodgers put up two mm-hmm. and then the Padres, uh, Fernando sends them uh, or, or ties up the game then and then the dodgers come back the next inning and they're like i did see that yeah oh two more runs we're going home like it's over (laughs) like there was there was no fun to be had at that point i feel like if it would be a way better i would remember it way more if the padres came back and went and and won it not not that i don't like the dodgers or anything but like i mean they're it it was just they were going to win and it it just doesn't make the comeback that Fernando Tatis did like any better so I I kind of they just kind of like came out and they're like oh we really want to go home like we're going home 16th inning it's over just stop yeah everybody remembers the the World Series game that went 18 innings uh, that the Dodgers and Max Muncy walked off on because the home team walked off you know bear in mind that the, the red sox would come back the next day and win, finish off the series but mm-hmm. uh you know but people were people will remember that game a lot more because of the walk-off factor as opposed yeah. to you know aj pollock hitting a, a home run off of uh some guy Cam- camaro camarada whatever the heck his name was uh like their last pitch <laughs> yeah Yeah, uh, you know, the one thing that I will say about that 16 game, you know, other than Snell, they did a really good job of saving their bullpen. I don't think anybody went more than two innings in that. So it's not like they're killing themselves, uh, unlike the Dodgers. Yeah, what a good game, by the way. And I love that stadium. I love, uh, what's it called? Petco. Petco Petco Park is like, is a crazy stadium. There were so many... uh, I feel like it just has good dimensions where it plays yeah. it plays the ball really well. So like the outfielders have a lot of chances to get to snag home runs. I mean, there's like three. Like there was like two that got stolen, and then there was like three that om- or like two others that almost got stolen. So it's and, just a good dimension park, and it's it's just and, nice to play in. And Tatis's homer looked like he went off a glove. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, you know the way the way the ball looked to me, it either went off the glove or went off the top of the wall and, and bounced over. I don't know about you about you guys. How many got How many ballparks have you guys? Different ballparks have you guys been? Fifteen. Fifteen. Two. Brands. Brands two. Give me says four. I've only been Seattle, San Francisco, New York, Fenway. I went to the old Yankee Stadium, Fenway, and then. So I guess it's five right stadium. So that's five. Yeah. I've been to oh, and three, Miami. Six. three, if you count old Yankee stadium. So it's, if not, it's two, it's Fenway well, I've been to 18. If you count the three older ones that I've been to. So, but oh, I so you, you've never been to a uh, Orioles park. No, before. they never, I never got a chance to travel with the radio stations too expensive. Oh, Baltimore's awesome. True. Too expensive. They, it was going to be too expensive to uh, cost wise uh, to, to let me travel. So I, I just was always doing stuff in studio, but I did go to the winter meetings a couple of years ago in San Diego and got, went up to the rooftop bar at the Marriott, which is right behind Petco park and got a chance to uh, look 
in over the Western Metal Supply Building. And so that that's about as close as I've been to Petco. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Petco before, but when I went, was it was 2008, and it's changed dramatically in the last 13 years. So Yeah, they moved the fences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, everything's a lot. I mean, there used to be a sandbox in the outfield. There's no longer a sandbox in the outfield. They've completely gotten rid of that and added in a party area. So, but yeah, no, it is a, it is a beautiful stadium. That game was wild. Also, uh, other wild stuff. This isn't ba- this isn't Major League Baseball stuff, but Gavin Weir might be one of the greatest pitchers to ever pitch in the Little League World Series. He's thrown two straight no hitters, four no hitters this summer. He's given up like one hit in his last seven hundred pitches. What state? Or what state is he from again? South Dakota. Yeah, which South is Dakota. The craziest I, that's part the one I was watching at Chili's the other Nothing day. Nothing exists crazy. in South Dakota. I can attest to that. I've been there. Nothing exists. Dude, the, the ums were just pumping them out, pumping out those strikes. It, and I don't get it, it. It's not even like they weren't really contested. I feel like there were some there were some strikes where where it was like a little out because like I mean they're trying to get the kids it's to swing more insane. this year. But yeah, it, it he was just pumping like it was crazy. I've yeah that kid he's crazy. I so I, 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 he's so I just tall to make too. sure I said something about him, but absolutely I, wild. I'm waiting for the Danny Almonte uh section of that i don't think that kid that kid looks 12 that kid looks 12 he does not look older than 12 he doesn't look he doesn't look like old yeah but but he's really lanky but he's got like he's got he's he looks pretty good yeah people say he's chris sale i i thought i thought i was thinking more adam conley than than chris sale but i can see that he he, they did do the side by side of the chris sale pitch and it did look remarkably similar yeah well and so does adam conley that's why true True. (laughs) yeah the the poor man's chris sale is adam (laughs) free have you seen uh all the all the gavin weir stuff oh i have he's awesome (laughs) i hope it's not one of those things where in a few years like i hope he ends up going somewhere i hope he's not just like a you know little league world series guy that'd be cool yeah i hope so too uh so best of luck to him rest of the way that's absolutely awesome but i think with all that being said i think we're gonna wrap things up on this latest episode of raise the roof uh steve thank you so much for taking the time and come on and talk talking with us where can people find all the stuff that you're doing with St. Pete nine under the orange roof and just everything else? Yep. You can uh, you check out St. Pete nine.com S T P E T E. And it doesn't matter if you use the, the number nine or you spell out nine, they both go to the same place. St. Pete nine.com. Uh, the under the orange roof podcast is there uh, full, uh, you know, news analysis. Uh, anytime that you hear my ugly voice uh, on which, which is the exact opposite of Gibby's voice. Again, I'm stealing your voice. Gibby. Uh, <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I would still be working in radio if I had Gibby's voice. Uh, but uh St.P9.com, uh, you can find everything uh there. And uh there's there's gonna be some other stuff coming. So uh so definitely uh check it out. Uh St. Pete Nine uh on Twitter, uh spelled out all the way. Saint and uh, nine all spelled out. Uh but yeah, St. Pete Nine.com. And then your Twitter account? Uh I'm at Steve Carney, very, very original. Uh, on on Twitter and on Instagram, uh, and that's probably about it. Uh, I don't I don't do TikTok. I don't do Snapchat. Uh, I I actually have Snapchat for some reason, not TikTok, because uh, I'm old. Uh, that's yes, Twitter and Instagram at Steve. Well, Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. And for everyone listening, thanks thanks so much for listening to this newest episode of Raise the Roof. We really appreciate all of your support. As for where to find us, like I said at the start. 
uh, social media, raise the roof TV, Twitch, raise the roof, Twitch, YouTube, raise the roof, website, raise the roof TV.com. If you guys want to sponsor us or, or if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns about anything going on with us or the podcast, uh, raise the roof TV at gmail.com. Make sure to email us there. And this podcast, you guys are already following it. Just make sure to leave, uh, leave us a review, subscribe and share this with all your friends. With all that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby.